Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Now, 30 minutes after the hour here, we'll have Jeffrey Deskovic coming back on the program here to talk about uh, the NBA season. I'm curious of what, uh, get some takes on his thoughts on Damian Lillard, Trey Plus. Who do you th- who does he think is going to win the NBA finals this year? I know we got a lot of games on tonight. Hey, uh, uh, I'm recording. You got watched about the first two minutes of Boston and the Knicks. They look really good. Really good uh, debut night here in uh, the New York City area. And looks like Mad Dog, Russo, Mike the Mad Dog here uh, is not going to retire. He said that if, uh, if, if the Devil Rays were going to win, that he was going to retire. I'll play that a little bit later. Brock Purdy's in concussion protocol. I'll touch on that story after the break. But first, let's go ahead and get our uh, first and only break out of the way. And I'll be back here in 49 seconds here on SportsScope. Hello, SportsScope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and SportsScope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports. That is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Alrighty then, I'm back here live. I'm trying to see if I can play this soundbite for you folks. Um, listen to Chris Russo, Mad Dog, if Arizona wins game seven. I'll try it one more time. I would not be stunned if they won tonight. I would, I've been wrong in Arizona from day one. I, I, a, I'm stunned to beat Milwaukee. I thought they'd get swept by the Dodgers. I never thought they'd even go back to Philly for a game six. Uh, I'll try it one more time. I would not be stunned if they won tonight. I would be floored. floored. And I'll say this right now. Just to, I'll say this right now. And Bob Raceman, write it down. If they win the next two days, they win the next two games and win their series in seven games, if they win, I will I will retire on the spot. I've been wrong in Arizona. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I'm looking for a job here, Pickles. I was wanting to get that radio gig after, uh, of course, now when he went on, um, what, I want to say this is um, Stephen A. Smith show on ESPN talking that big game here. This is him on uh, 
first take here. In fact, this show is yeah. going to be... Hey, Russo, hey, all the time. Can you clean my glasses? They're a little that's foggy. That's right, that's right. Absolutely. Yes, thank you. Chores, chores. Thank By the you. way, Lots Arras, chores, the studio, everybody right now, yeah. here's what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do on behalf of the Diamondbacks. This show is yeah. going to be dedicated to the Diamondbacks shutting you up since you're yeah. talking. Yeah. So yeah. you can yeah. speak. So you can yeah. speak. But you know what you will be doing? You will be running errands throughout yeah, the show. Exactly. Today. So when so I want that's high punishment. Yeah. Oh yeah. You might. Be, you are a hundred. You're a hundred. So he he's starting back over after he unretired, uh, Mad Mad Dog Pickles, and now he's an intern on uh, first take. <laughs> I tell you, the uh, Mike and the Mad Dog that used to be a funny show. Uh, you know. Hey, listen. The pitching was just better, you know. I I tell you what, uh, those playoffs, these these last few games, both American and National League was, I mean, you know, Pickles and and, and Carlos, uh, you guys uh, saw me talking about it, Carlos. I sent you a text last night at ten thirty Central, eleven thirty Eastern. Uh, normally, I, I am asleep uh, at that point. And, uh, hey, listen, man, that was just, uh, you know, the relief pitching of Arizona played really well. You know, uh, that's really how it has been. And it's like that in NFL sometimes and and even in Major League Baseball. You can even throw the Miami Heat in there uh, getting hot at the right time, getting hot at the right time. Remember, the Heat made it all the way to the finals. at Arizona Diamondback and one of the, where they win 90 games. They win, they won 90 games and got back to the World Series for the first time since 2001. And I will say this uh, Arizona, that's the best World Series that I've ever seen. Uh, that, that particular uh, World Series there uh, in 2001, Randy Johnson coming in after pitching game six in a blowout. Uh, coming in for relief uh, to, to, to win game seven. Luis Gonzalez, base hit up the middle on the great unhittable Mariano Rivera in game seven. Uh, what a great World Series. That was 22 years ago, folks, that went all the way into November. Uh, that was the year of the 9-11 attacks. Okay, so kudos to Arizona. And, of course, Texas getting back to the World Series. Uh, a couple of underdogs, to, to say the least. Okay, a uh, big story out of the NFL came up today, folks. Uh, Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. I want to say it was pro football talk that showed the hit that he received on Monday night. Looks like a, some kind of pileup or something. And a guy come flying in from the... Vikings here uh, hit his head, uh, started showing signs on the way home. Uh, and now uh, Cal Shanahan saying he is in protocol, unlikely uh, in Rappaport, Adam Seminer, unlikely to play on Sunday. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you where the interest this where this interests me. Uh, they're, they're playing against uh, Cincinnati, and Carlos will break that down. They're going to play the Bengals on Sunday. Uh, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, former number three overall pick in Arizona, uh, in, in, uh, in San Francisco, he had not a good count, but a great count. Okay. He beat out, um, he, he beat out, 
uh, uh, Trey Lance. Remember, Trey Lance was actually dealt to the Cowboys, okay? Trey Lance was dealt to the Cowboys, and uh, uh, this guy, uh, again, he was number three. He was picked just behind Baker Mayfield. He was picked over Josh Allen and, of course, Lamar Jackson. Both of them players turned out to be better players, but Cal Shanahan kind of compared, made a comparison. Listen, he's like, um, he's like, listen, uh, uh, Steve Young, and I was just talking about Steve Young, actually, but when I was reaching, searching for this program, Cal Shanahan said, listen, Steve Young career didn't really take off till he got in the right system with the 49ers after he left the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, we talked about that Monday, ironically, when I was talking about Lamar Jackson, making it later on in his career. Uh, and then, then I was looking at Sam Darnold, folks. I had some quotes here. Uh, he, he is amazed by this offense, folks. I mean, he, he he's like, you know, everybody's open. Yeah, he, he says, guys are open. He says, I mean, there's a lot of guys open on, on dang near every play is what he told Barstool Sports. Pardon my take. And uh, it just seems like there's a ton of answers. Great run game. I mean, whenever you can have a great run game as a quarterback, there will all be comfort feeling there. So, And there's a possibility they could have Trent Williams back Sunday. Um, NFL is not a lead league of, of, of loyalty. We know that. Uh, the great Bill Parcells once said, uh, once you leave that, he told Curtis Martin this when he was with the Jets. He said, if you step out of that, um, and that, uh, that huddle, you never know who's going to get in. Now, of course, I mean, it's not fair. I mean, God, I mean, the guys, Purdy's got concussion protocol. The uh, team's getting a lot of trouble for that. That was a major settlement. But could Darnold, and, and, and you say, well, what if Darnold actually beat out Pretty? What if he did? We don't know that in camp. Um, folks, hold on for a second. I'm going to have to turn my air down. It's getting really hot in here. Uh, just take a step. I'll be right back and just about uh, take another 49-second break here real quick. Hello, SportsCo followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sport. Okay. All right. I'm back. All right. So now, uh, could that happen? Possibility. If he beats up on Cincinnati and say that that uh, Pretty ha has this concussion issue, uh, linger on, and, and and he looks better. Say he's a little bit better athlete. I know he's a better. You know, he used to play. Sam Darnold used to play linebacker in high school. You know, he he used to play linebacker. Uh, this would be very interesting to see how this thing. Would uh, would would play out per se? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but I know how talented Darnold was. I mean, he was he was a number three overall pick for a reason, and I I, I just got a sense that 
that this this could be interesting coming up on Sunday. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, talking about keeping uh, the 49ers in the top five, they always seem to they always seem to have um, they always seem uh, uh, to have a bunch of injuries within the first month of the season. Uh, where you get running back injuries, defensive injuries. I mean, Nick Bolsa, you name it, even uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, right, with the other regime there. But they always seem to get healthy towards the end of the season. They've been to two NFC Championship games back-to-back and uh, Super Bowl back in 19. Um, that's why I think that they'll still make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, that, that's why I still think that they will – make it to the Super Bowl, and ultimately this Cincinnati team who they play Sunday will beat them. So, uh, But, yeah, here's here's a quote here from um, Cal Shanahan. I've talked about Sam Darnold. He said, I mean, Steve Young took a while to get going, and he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He told the San Francisco Chronicle, he says, I don't like to compare anyone to Steve because of how good he is, but why can't Sam be like that? He's got that type of ability. He is this that type of person, and I'm just pumped that we get him, get a talented guy like him. Um, he is on a one-year, $3.5 million deal. Obviously, if you're a 49er fan, you want Pretty to continue to play well and beat him out uh, because Pretty is on a second year of a rookie deal where he was the very last pick in the draft, uh, and not this past April, but, but the April before that. So he's only in year two. You're paying him peanuts. If, if you brought in Darnold, I guess you could offer Darnold a modest contract. He's he's making like three and a half uh, to four million dollars in with incentives. Uh, if you could talk him into taking that for a couple more years, I doubt it. Uh, the 49ers can keep all these uh, this great roster together. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, a lot of people thinking this won't come to fruition, but listen, hey, the guy's a very talented player. Let's see how it plays out. Carlos, he says, talking about the 0-1 Yankees World Series with the Diamondbacks, says, I was at old Charlie's trying to get a winner's dinner, and the Yankees blew it. He said, it ruined my dinner. Um, I actually went to bed that night. It was going in late. Uh, uh, as soon as uh, Rivera came in, Soon as Rivera came in, I thought it was over with. I want to say the dime. I was really pulling for the dime. I hated the Yankees then. Really hated the Yankees. And of course, we know what happened. The great um, Luis Gonzalez with that base hit. Uh, one of the greatest endings of a World Series ever. So, anyways, um, all right. Carlos says, come on, man. This guy was wishful thinking for the Jets. Uh, well, it's all about system, though, man. You, you gotta you gotta wonder what what type of system uh oops uh that a player is in, Carlos. So I would disagree with you on that one. Okay. A little bit of uh college football stuff before Jeffrey comes on here, folks. Uh, the NCAA and Michigan investigate seems pretty, pretty, uh, this, this thing with Michigan seems to be pretty wide open. Uh, we talked about it last week where 
uh, supposedly a staffer now, uh, ha- has went to many Big Ten games with his cell phone. Uh, they're still trying to find out whether or not that that uh, the organiza- uh, that, that Jim Harbaugh, one of his other assistants, paid this staffer to film practices the still still signals on the sideline of many Big Ten games. No word if he's uh, paid the staff. Deion Sanders was asked about it earlier this week, and he said essentially, "Listen, you could send you can send the whole playbook to people, and 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 when they're going to run the play, and how they're going to run the play." He says in college and pro, particularly in college, Sanders says that. Um, that we we knew uh, or the NFL. He's like, yeah, we knew Emmett was going to get the ball. We we knew it was going to be a comeback route to Mike Warvin, and we still couldn't stop it. Uh, Jay Novacek would get it across the middle. Uh, he said, now in baseball, totally different story. Uh, I would love to know when you're going to throw that curveball rather than off Steve Pitch. Remember, Dion played in the Major League Baseball, and he played in the NFL. Uh, I thought that was an interesting way to look at it. Uh, and quite frankly, yeah, teams do know what you're going to do, particularly in the college game. I've had uh, Al Borges on my program here many of times, former college offensive coordinator. He says, listen, we just run the same plays. We just do them out of different formations. They know we're doing it, and they, the opposition simply cannot stop it. So, um could the cover-up be worse than the actual crime itself? Uh, it looks bad. It won't come to fruition this year as far as any penalties from what I'm reading about this as this story continues to develop. But I'll say this, uh, if they go on and win the national championship or get to the national championship game, I had Alabama, who I'm about to talk about here in a minute, beating Michigan in the national championship. Um uh, or, or maybe maybe Michigan does win the whole thing. They look great, you know. They beat the crap out of Michigan State last week. Uh, they still got to play Ohio State here at the end of the year, who's still undefeated. Uh, I still believe there's a possibility. I like to see him stay, but what if they get uh, the fact that you know after there's been three game suspension, that maybe the NCAA gets really crazy. And gives him one of those show calls deals where they're in a stream amount of uh, uh, probation and he is stripped of scholarships or something like that. Maybe he just gets mad and, and moves on to the NFL. Mentioned this last week. What about the Chicago Bears sitting there right now with the number one and number two overall pick? And maybe uh, him just coming out of the college game would be like Pete Carroll going to Seattle, um, something like that, where he he knows where uh, where the talent is, and he gets one of these big name, a Drake May or somebody like that at quarterback. They've got the most money, they got like ninety six, ninety seven million dollars in cash, most in the NFL, and they're going to have two top first round draft picks, uh, basically a clean slate. He played for the Bears for six years. Would he want to do that or stay in college? If they gave him a really harsh penalty uh, because it's like the second offense within a year, uh, I could see him doing that. I could see him doing that if they gave him one of those really strict uh, Bruce Pearl-like 
uh, show causes where the U University of Tennessee simply fired their basketball coach. And trust me, out of Nashville, they did not want to fire Bruce Pearl in Knoxville. Carlos went to University of Tennessee. You know they didn't want to fire him. I know they didn't want to fire him. I followed them. But if something like that happened, um, I could see that coming to fruition. Carlos says I'm not going to uh, NFL for Drake May. Uh, I don't, I mean, obviously Caleb Williams would go. Uh, it depends on what Harbaugh's opinion of one of the, each of the other quarterbacks is. Uh, when you've got that kind of money, I don't think I should go, but if he gets a very harsh penalty, a very harsh penalty, like a year suspension and taken away uh, scholarships, you start to get in that type of deal. Uh, I could see him going there. Drake Mays, uh, some would say he's a better prospect than Caleb Williams. I don't know what you're talking about, Carlos, but you're a contrarian. I mean, I, sh I should not be any bit surprised. Sounds like the water boy where the Fonzie had the playbook stolen. Oh, that's funny. I was just talking about the water boy the other day. <laughs> Dad, thank you. So, uh, and Pickle says, yeah, the Astros, that's what, that's what Dion was talking about. He said, listen, man, the Astros, uh, found a way to cheat. So anyways, in other news, uh, Alabama, Alabama's back on top here. Now they're up to number eight in the AP, uh, really good win over Tennessee. I picked that one. Carlos picked Tennessee, thought I was going to be wrong there. Uh, two touchdown lead last Saturday at halftime. Thought Tennessee was going to possibly pull that one out. Alabama shuts them out 27 to nothing in the second half. Second time in three weeks where they had to, uh, where they were down at halftime. Remember, they were down a touchdown at Texas AM and came back and, and, and won that game here with a great second half adjustment there. Uh, same thing here. Outscored Tennessee 27 nothing. Very impressive win uh, with uh, Jalen uh, Monroe. I actually wrote this team off after they played uh, the USF game and that low-scoring game uh, after the loss to Texas. But if you look at the rest of their schedule, uh, they, got, uh, they got this week off, and then they've got LSU at home. LSU's defense is horrendous next week. They'll play next week. Uh, LSU, this will be an even game in Tuscaloosa. Remember, LSU and Tennessee, those are the two teams that beat Alabama last year. Alabama will pay them back and beat them, I'm pretty sure, uh, coming up here next week. Uh, that's going to be a great game. And they've got Kentucky. Now, at Auburn will be interesting. I know Auburn hasn't been that great this year, but I will say one thing. Um they were uh, – Hugh Freeze did have them ready uh, for, for that Georgia game. Georgia was nervous for about three and a half quarters. They were nervous for about three and a half quarters. Uh, this game will be at Auburn. Uh, Auburn would love to run, love to run Alabama's chances, but it, it looks like that um, it, it's going to be a really good matchup like it has been over the past five years. Alabama and Georgia for the SEC championship game. Maybe Tennessee beats Georgia, but either way, Georgia won't have one loss. Georgia's got to play 
Florida this weekend, and Georgia's missing their best player, folks, Brock Bowers. Uh, All-world tight end is going to be out for several weeks here. Florida may give them a game that's a 14-and-a-half-point spread there. Uh, Graham Ertz is playing much better there for Florida. Uh, they have rebounded nicely from that uh, Kentucky loss here in Florida here. I'm just curious. I want to say that was like, a, what, an eight-point game? That was a pretty close game to the very end last year. And, of course, Georgia pulled away national championship team. Uh, that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, it used to be called the world's largest cocktail party played out in Jacksonville. I'm not a fan of that. I think that Florida-Georgia should be one one game in Gainesville, one game in Athens, personally. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Again, like I said, Tennessee plays Georgia in November. Now that Tennessee's lost to Alabama, uh, that kind of loses its fizzle. But Tennessee fans would love to get a shot to knock out Georgia. Tennessee's got to play Kentucky this week. And I've got a friend of mine, a big Kentucky fan. Uh, Kentucky coming off their bye week. Tennessee better be careful. Uh, they need to stop that Ray Davis there. But um, either way, it looks like Alabama's in good shape. I don't know if they're the best team in the country. Uh, looks like Michigan may be, but Michigan hasn't played anybody. That was an impressive win by Ohio State, even though I pounded Penn State and that god-awful uh, game plan that James Franklin did. That was one of the worst I've ever seen. Uh, maybe he's ran his course at Penn State with a game plan like that. That, that was horrible. Uh, I could not believe he had that conservative of a game plan against Ohio State. But Ohio State did win that game. They did beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. They deserve to be number three team in the country, considering the resume uh, of the two teams that they have beaten. Uh, that, that that was two big wins there for them. Now, of course, they got to play Michigan later on uh, on uh, Thanksgiving weekend, folks. So uh, penalty couldn't be no playoffs for Michigan. Yeah, that would be interesting. I, it wouldn't happen this year. Everything I read, Chad, that that would not happen this year for Michigan. But it could happen next year. Uh, and they could take away scholarships. Uh, they, they Possibly, possibly this stuff could happen. Uh, a lot of people saying that, that, that uh, a lot's being made of this because Michigan's winning. They're playing pretty well, just like. Spygate, um, which that was the uh, film on the walkthrough in the Super Bowl back in the day with the Patriots. Then you had the flake gate, right? Tom Brady letting the air out of the football. Um, if it was Kirk Cousins or somebody, uh, Colin Coward's like, well, do you do you make a big deal out of it? If it's a guy like a Kirk Cousins, I mean, now, but if you're dominating like the Patriots. And, of course, we know what happened after he got suspended four games and uh, Robert Kraft got fined like a million dollars for the deflate gate stuff. Uh, they went on and won another Super Bowl. Brady's numbers got better, you know. So it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. Uh, the way Dion answered that, you, you kind of get a feeling that uh, a lot of teams do that with the whole sign-stealing thing. But uh, like Pickle said earlier, uh, with, with the Astros, that was next level. Uh, even though the Astros seem to be pretty talented, they had, I mean, they've won the World Series since that cheating allegation came up 
uh, was it five or six years ago at this point? But, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of good college games coming up uh, this week. A lot of good ones coming up. And, of course, you know, uh, USC lost again. Uh, total fraud there. Looks like Jeffrey is trying to come up here. It says his devices are not connected. Uh, I'm to wait on him to get his device uh, squared away. And when we do, I'll bring uh, bring him up here and um, ask him what his deal is. Let's see if he's trying to. Okay. Oh, he's trying again. He's going to log off, and then he'll probably log back in. Uh, Pickle says Alex Cora should have been banned for life. Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, they had like devices and stuff. <clears throat> With the Astros, uh, I'm surprised that uh, a, a bigger hammer didn't get laid down on that particular squad. Then I hope hope Jeffrey can come up here. He had to. He was trying to log out. He log, sometimes guys do that. You get connection issues. Uh, you log out, and then you log back in. And um, Caleb Williams was done once he got those NIL deals. Um. Yeah, Caleb Williams, guys, he is on three national commercials. You know, uh, Taco Bell, Dr. Pepper, Wendy's. Uh, and the guy hasn't played a down yet in the NFL. There he is. Man, got a nice background here. Uh, Jeffrey Deskovit, everybody. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Hey, how you doing, Robert? How are you? Great Good. to be back on the Sports Scope. Oh my God! Hey, man, I like I like it. You got the green screen back there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I got love it, brother. I love it. Hey, I've got your uh, organization uh, website scrolling across the screen here, uh, man. You know, last month I didn't expect this to happen with Damon Lillard. Uh, it was around the twenty fifth, right in the middle of training camp. I'm really eager. What is your thoughts about Lillard getting traded to go play with Giannis in Milwaukee? Yeah, you know um, what an incredible move on the part. Of, I mean, about the, on the, on the part of uh, on, on the part of Milwaukee. I mean, look, everybody loves um, you know Jaru Holiday. You know, excellent yeah. on defense. You know, coming off at nineteen point seven points per game, but man, he's no you know. <laughs> Lillard. There's a star and there's superstar, you know, he's no yeah. Lillard. So, uh, you know, they do, they do have a, you know, potential championship, you know, co combination. Um, so I think that that was uh that was incredible move uh, for Milwaukee. Uh, really, you know, my, my Miami uh, really lost out, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Lillard was holding out for Miami. He wanted to play in Miami. Miami obviously wanted, want, want, wanted, um, wanted him. I think in the end they uh, they really didn't have the trade assets. I mean, I think they made a mistake. You know, a lot of times teams um, they they do like a sign and trade. You know, so the, the the players that are leaving they don't just like leave them in the lurch for nothing. They let yeah. them they let the team know. Look, I, I want to go to this team, so I'll resign for you to trade me. I mean, but you know, Miami they let Struss and Gabe Vincent their their starting backcourt. Um, which was the reason why they lost the finals too, you know, hearkening back to a terrible play. At one point they were like one for 26, 
yeah. <laughs> in, in, in the files going against Jamal Murray. Um, but, you know, Miami lost out, I think, because they didn't have the assets to let those players go. But, you know, yeah. for Milwaukee to get them. But then Boston, you know, Boston, yeah. I mean. They, they got come- Drew Holiday. I was want to see it, your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, um, they they got they got stronger. I mean, I think that he's uh, he he's certainly a better player to me than uh, than, than Marcus Smart was, uh, yeah. but, you know. But I'm also not looking at it. Um, I'm not looking at it only that they got you know uh, you know Holiday, but you know, remember in the unrelated transaction this this uh, off season they did get Porzingis. So yeah. You know, I mean, I've I seen a few Boston, minutes of it. I'm recording it, but I did watch about five minutes, and poor Zingas looks great in Boston, don't he? He really does. So Boston has Holiday and Porzingis. So the question is, uh, while uh, Milwaukee got the, the the better individual player, you know, getting Lillard. I mean, Lillard being better than uh, uh, Porzingis uh, uh, and Holiday. Um, I don't know that I don't know that they're they're stronger than Boston because I mean Boston got the the, the, the the two players yeah got the two players so uh, I guess the I guess in the East the rich got richer <laughs> <laughs> Boston Milwaukee you know it's really it's really just a two team it's really just a two team race uh, I, I think Miami is going to take a really big step back. Uh, particularly if they, if, they, if they don't, you know, if they don't get, well, who are they going to play in the backcourt? I mean, they still, they have Ty, Tyler, they still have Tyler Hero. Hero yeah. And, uh, and uh, as, as soon as I stopped thinking of his name. Jimmy he, Butler. Well, he's not Bam. in the backcourt though. No, the oh, other yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. The backcourt. No, they got. They, yeah, they got, Dave Vincent. I think the Lakers got him. Let me look up yeah. Miami real quick. That is interesting. Um they always find a way to to make it to the playoffs, though. You know, right. they, 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 the, the, the tall, the tall, the tall, the tall, uh, the tall Caucasian player that was good at threes. He signed. Well, we got Kyle Lowry. Uh, he wrote right. Josh Richardson. He, yeah, 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 yeah. I was saying, yeah, they got they got here they got Hero, and then the, and then the other kid, the other kid that, that signed the ninety million deal before he fell into disfavor. Yeah, um, it's either Richardson, Lowry's still on the roster. Drew Smith. Um, oh, I'm going through the whole thing. thing. They still got Kevin Love. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. You know, <laughs> he, he gave them a nice, he gave them a nice boost. But I'm just saying, I think with these moves with Boston and Milwaukee, I mean, I, I, I don't see Miami Duncan Robinson. That's who you're talking about. Yes, I was talking about Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I mean, Duncan Donuts. Players, but they're not. They're not. You know, they're not. He's not. They're not as good as. You know the other the the, the backcourt here of Boston and and uh, Milwaukee. I, I think they would be hard pressed to uh, beat them in a series. But you know, with the off, you know, the season just started, and you know, uh, Harden doesn't want to play in Philly. I'm surprised, yeah. surprised, right? He never wants. He never, <laughs> he never wants to stay. He's in never the- happy, is he, Jeffrey? No, he's never. He no, the guy's never had. Look, what player would get a chance to play with Kevin Durant twice? You know, and and, right. and and you're not happy either time. I mean, it makes it makes no sense to me. But I mean, Harden Harden to Miami would seem to make sense to me. Miami does have the backcourt need. Yes. Uh, Harden uh, was able to go from you know doing all that scoring to then reinventing himself, where you know just an assist machine, yeah, uh, basically. But there doesn't appear to be much interest by by, by Harden or or even by by the Heat. So interesting to see what's going to. Uh, you know what's 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 going to happen there. I know but you're a Phoenix think, guy. What what's your what's your deal with Phoenix? Uh, remember, hmm. they lost Aiden. Now they got Nurik from Portland in that same deal. 
Yeah, they do. They got Nurek. He can play center, but they also they also got Grayson Allen yes. uh, from Milwaukee. He's good at shooting threes, and you know they have Keon Johnson, Nasir Little, uh, who will give them some depth. You know the Trailblazers. They they you know it would they, appear really young. they possibly have gotten equal value for Lillard, but I mean you know they got DeAndre Ayton, they got Kamara, you know they got the. Uh, 2029 first round pick for Milwaukee. They got yeah. the, the the pick swaps with the Bucks 2028, 2030. And um, but then they flipped Jairo Holiday, getting yeah. plugged in Robert over to Boston. Yeah. So you know they ended up with Aiton, Kamara, Brogdon, Robert Williams, and 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 uh, the the two first round pick swaps and 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 the 2029. I mean, look at that haul. I mean, if yeah. those picks can turn out good. They may have re they 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 may have rebuilt their team all in one all all in one shot. I mean, I yeah, I, I, I believe I would rather have all of that, depending on other, who the picks are and who you know. I mean, how good they play. Um, I would I would almost rather have all of that than than one player, a one superstar who you know certainly one superstar that doesn't want to be there. Right. And Scott Henderson, yeah, he rave reviews out of the in the NBA draft. I know he's young. But remember, he played that semi-pro league. He didn't even go to college. Uh, but right. He, he's got some good tape on him, man. Yeah, he does. But, you know, talking about the Phoenix end of, of the deal, which Yeah, Phoenix. Me, I know you really liked Phoenix last year. Yeah, I did. I did like I did like Phoenix. I still, you know, I'm, you know, I still think they could have beaten Denver. But although I, they ultimately fell short not having enough uh, – not having enough role players and, you know, and just, you know, Jamal Murray, just, just, just playing out of his mind, but they, they got, they got four, they got four solid players, you know, uh, yeah. Allen, Nurek, Johnson and little. Uh, so they may, that might have been the, the role players that they needed. I mean, that was their main problem is they, they had the, they had the three, they had the stars, the three stars there, but they didn't have enough to go around. I mean, to me, uh, uh, Bradley Beal is an upgrade. Uh, yeah. over, over over Chris Paul, although that's going to be dependent upon. Uh, I mean, look, Beal is hurt again, right? I mean, it's yeah. just <laughs> we, we, he's, he's got a hurt destination on his. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ! I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, if that, yeah, but if he if he can't, you know, if he can't stay, uh, if he can't stay healthy, then um, then I think that Phoenix is, you know, just a middle of the pack uh, type type team. Then uh, I don't, yeah. You know, um, that's my concern, man, about, you know, you you look at Durant and then uh, this Nurk, he's a good player, but he hasn't played 50 games in five years, Jeffrey. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of these guys are hurt locker players. (laughs) Yeah, they are. They they are. Yeah, yeah. Pickles has a nice comment there. (laughs) He said it would be play there for free. Yeah, right. He he go in. He goes to to, to establish – the gentleman's club in air quotes. Yeah, yeah, he'll, uh, yeah, Robert, he'll make it rain. He'll make it rain, right? <laughs> Robert, the man, the man will make it rain. Well, you know, and we'll more in one night than, than, than you and I make in one year combined. Right, right. So do you have a finals pick? I, I, you know, right here at the beginning, what are you thinking right now? I know we haven't had the trade deadline come up, but things no. can change as of today. Yeah. Yeah, as of today, I like I like I like Boston. Okay, and uh, I like Boston against uh, against against Denver. 
You know, um, okay. you know, I'm a big Golden State fan. You know, I, I know you, everyone knows that. And I, I do I do like picking up Chris Paul because it was terrible yeah. when Steph Curry would go to the bench and they had no bag. Their leads would always disappear. I think Chris Paul will, will solve that, settle down the second unit, although it's not clear, you know, is it going to last all season? I mean, is Paul going to stay on the bench? But while that addresses that, their biggest problem was they didn't have a big man. They really no. didn't have – you know, uh, just loon by himself is not enough. Uh, I, I love Draymond Green, but, you know, come on. He's not a five. No. You know, he's not a five. I mean, you know, against some people, he's not, he's not he might not be an adequate four, you know, just from a physical <laughs> point of view. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's going to give it back to you on the offensive end, but I'm just talking on the defensive side of the ball. So while they addressed one issue, they're, they're still short. You know, I, I – uh, I was wondering why they didn't pick up Dwight Howard, although that scandal broke now. I guess that I guess they knew more than me. Imagine that yeah. general manager knowing more than me. Um, but <laughs> so who who wins the finals, Jeffrey? I like you know, I I think I, I, I think Boston, though, I, I think they have more firepower up and down, up and down the lineup, you know, more well, I mean, you know, I guess it's Tatum Brown, Porzingis, uh yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, Derek uh, White, Holiday, Holiday versus Jamal versus Jamal Murray and uh, and and uh, you know Aaron our MVP, MVP. Yeah, I mean I I think Joker. Boston does. Uh, yeah, yeah, Joker. Right. Well, yeah. we're, hey, listen, man, we're on the same page. I made my predictions last night. That is exactly what I said. Uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Sam Cassells added on to the coaching staff. Uh, got some uh, veteran leadership with Boston. Also, Jeff Van Gundy, you know, he was kind of laid off or fired, whatever you want to call it, from ESPN. Right. Boston has hired him as a senior consultant. Got a lot of old school, gritty guys in there. They got the size inside there. I'm like you. Uh, and plus, Porzingis, his defense, defense efficiency has gotten better over the last two years. He's kind of laid under the radar you know, because he's not really played on a contender. What was he like with the uh, Roy, uh, Wizards or something? He was with uh, well, Porzingis at one point was with the Mavericks. Yeah, he's yeah he's bounced around like a beach ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Por, yeah. I mean, Porzingis kind of reminds me. You know, uh, you know, uh, in, in a way, kind of like Dirk Nowitzki, maybe a poor man's Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. Uh, I think that he. I do think he was a better. I do think he was and is a better player. Than uh, Keith Van Horn, uh, who's kind yeah. of a player in Norwitzki's uh, tradition, uh, but I think he I, I cite him, uh, you know, b- bigger uh, b- better than that. Uh, but yeah, but he's uh, you know re- he'll give you some rebounds. He'll give you some rebounds in there as uh, as well, and he's he's tall. Yeah, you know, I think overall, I think Mavericks and and. Uh, I think the Mavericks and, and, and Milwaukee, you know, they, 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 they lack the role, but they have the star power, yeah. but, they, but they don't, they don't have the, enough around the stars. Yeah. You know, I think That's realistically true. it's, you know, Milwaukee, Boston, you know, Denver, uh, you know, may, may, maybe LA, but I don't feel like they improved that much. They did a little bit, but I don't, I think this really may be like, Three, those three teams, and maybe you want to say a sleeper that could really win the finals. I don't, I don't think any of these other teams, you know, uh, are, are any better than a second round defeat. I, I don't think any of the other teams have any realistic chance of winning the title. I mean, what do you think on that? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. You know, a lot of people, L.A. this and L.A. that, and I'm like, okay, Anthony Davis, I don't know if you watched the game last night. He didn't have a point in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, your best player has, you know, doesn't have a point in the second half. It's, you know. I do like what they did with LeBron, though, uh, cutting his minutes down to about 28, 29 minutes there. Uh, I like uh, Hochi um, – uh, a real uh, black guy got a Japanese name. I know who you Lo- mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you love mean. that guy. Yeah, I really, I really, yeah, I love that guy too. But you know, I, but I they just him. don't have enough, man. The West is crazy competitive this year. Yeah, yeah, even ex- more yeah. than last year. No. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Look, I mean, a lot of the players that they signed, I mean, was signed and re-signed. I mean, it's 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 kind of more of same. It's not really upgrades. It's just kind of Hachimura. Thanks, Hachimura. Yeah, but it was. He sounds like a Japanese baseball player, like Hideo Nomo. Yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. (laughs) I I remember Hideo Hideo Nomo, but you know, but you know, in terms of uh, you know minutes per game, and you know, I, I, I have a different opinion when it comes to you know load management. Yeah. You know, I mean, look in 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 the eighty in the eighties and nineties when you know basketball was basketball. I mean, to yes. quote the mailman, you know, if you can't bust it for forty eight minutes, then you you know, then you don't belong in this league. Right. Remember that quote when he Art, yeah. You know, so Art, I mean, he got on he got on to the commissioner last night about it. Matter of fact, I've talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, Joe Dumars with the NBA signed off on this. There was a study saying this is load management. There's no proof that it, it it's reducing injuries. Uh, he did say that efficiency off back-to-back players is down when you do play back-to-back games. That's what I've been saying on this program for years because I play a lot of fantasy basketball. Players aren't as good. Other Anybody other than Steph Curry, he's great off back-to-backs. I don't know why, but everybody else in the league, they're not. But Steph Curry – He's well, good. I feel like Steph Curry's conditioning. He, he, yeah. he, he, he. You know, I think he really puts in. I mean, look, conditioning is really all about desire. It, yeah. You know how bad you, how bad you want this thing. You know, you want to be Gilbert Arenas and you, you distracted all over the place, or you want to be, <laughs> you, know, you want to be the Black Mamba. You know, where you're really like going in. You know, Kobe, and, you know, two o'clock in the morning out there shooting baskets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, but I mean, conditioning—you know—makes all him, Richard Hamilton, Steph Curry, Clay. Clay I love Richard, Richard Hamilton. Stuff. Yeah, the Jazz or Bunny. Yeah, I remember when the when the the, the Pistons were playing against uh, the Pacers, and uh, you know the Pacers were were the favorites uh, that yeah. series. You know, and and uh, one of the, the best ever. That the, 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 the announcers were saying that you know. Um, you know, Richard Hamilton is still, you know, he's moving really fast without the ball. He looks like he's uh, the best condition out of anybody out there. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, you know, the Pistons won that series, um, you know, four games to two. I mean, he, did, he didn't get tired. Yeah. What about Tayshawn Prince running Reggie Miller down from behind and blocking him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Listen, I don't feel like, uh, you know, Tayshawn Prince gets enough credit. I mean, but just being – you know, defensive stalwart and extremely underrated on offense. I mean, that, 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 that thing that, 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 you know, he was a really, really good small forward, man. That really, yeah. really good small, uh, really, really good small forward. I mean, I, in, in some ways, I feel like he was, um, 
run run our tests without without the problems, without the off the yeah. court, without the off yeah. the court. A thin, uh, a thinner version. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A, yeah, well, definitely a thinner, definitely a thinner version. But in terms of you know just you know, just, 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 but that's another thing. I mean, you know, another usage of term. You know, we're talking about load management, but you know, this so-called quote-unquote you know two-way player. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, but in our day, it was just you play defense. It's you got to play game. defense. You play both sides of the ball. Yeah. You play defense. You play offense. Now, do you think Kawhi Leonard? Speaking of great to it, he, everybody, he he says, "Listen, I've always got to guard the best man on the other team." You know, we talk yeah. about people being healthy. What if Kawhi Leonard stays healthy? What if Paul George is healthy? I mean, the West is very competitive, but he's never healthy in the playoffs. But they're yeah, tough to beat, right. man. If they're yeah, healthy, yeah, exactly. They're never, yeah, they're never healthy. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I do. Think, I mean, I do. I feel like you know they could have. Uh, I'm trying to remember who the Clippers uh, they 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 who they who they played against. It was uh, might have been Utah, maybe or or Phoenix last year. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it was Phoenix. Yeah, but I mean, there. I mean, again, you know, injuries. Again, you know, I mean, that was a. That was a series that I thought they they they, they could. I mean, I, I love Phoenix as as you know, but I thought that yeah. you know there they was a chance to, to for them to upset them. I mean, they had their two top you know players were were you know on, on a close to a close to an even uh, yeah. level in terms of output. Um, not not as far as talent. I mean, I, I'll take Booker and Durant over Kawhi and Paul George all day every day, <laughs> twice on Sundays, but. Yeah. You know, in terms of the output and the raw numbers, they certainly were capable of matching them. But then, you know, um, you know, but then there was the injury, and and uh, you know, Paul George, you know, you know, didn't play. So, yeah, yeah. but I mean, all these players that that having these injuries, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's because of. I'm not, I'm not quite sure why it is. I don't think it's because of players playing, uh, playing too many minutes, but. You know, but again, going back to '80s and '90s, I mean, if you didn't play defense, you you couldn't get on the floor. You remember Harold Miner, so called yeah. Jordan, Jordan came in the league, drafted by the Miami Heat, at, got that nickname, and he he couldn't get on the floor. He could barely get on the floor uh, uh, with Miami. Why? Because he didn't play defense. Yeah. So why why did you pick Denver over Phoenix? Are you concerned about the age of of Phoenix as well and injuries? Yes. I'm concerned okay. about the age, and I'm concerned with their injury uh, injury propensity, and okay. you know, so that that that's that that that's that's the main that's the main reason why. Yeah, same thing with Milwaukee. You know, Brook Lopez is 35. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's, he's getting he's, he's, he's getting <laughs> Lillard. He's getting. Lillard, I love Dame, but he is he's 33 himself, and. You know, you're starting to get a little long in the tooth. You got Middleton; he's post thirty as well. Yeah, yeah, he is. They're they're getting a little they're getting a little bit older. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like they you know they they really they need maybe one more move. They need maybe you know one more solid role player. Yeah, and, a younger and, player. I think they'll do something with that. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how them in Boston play. I'm looking forward to seeing those two match up in the regular season. Um, uh, let's see. Do you have any surprise teams out there? It's a lot of depth in the NBA this year, man. So much parity. Yeah, there really is. There really is a lot of. Uh, there really is a lot of parity. Uh, you know, I'm thinking. You know, you know, maybe 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 Portland can can you know get in at a, at a, at a seven seed or maybe yeah. maybe maybe an eight. 
uh, I mean, them. Uh, what about Sacramento? Do you think? The, could, do, do yeah. You think oh, well, yeah. Well, Sacramento. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. They, they got all that talent. Step, they got all that talent. And they gave, you know, they, they had an incredible season. They came in at the at, at the two seed and they, they lost that thriller. They lost yep. that thriller season. Uh, uh, they, uh, that that thriller series against Golden State. Oh man! I, I feel like they gained so much experience. Yeah. In, in that in that so they they could be they could be a surprise team. In fact, I even like them as a. I, I think uh, between them and Portland, I, I do like Sacramento. You know, uh, better in terms of you know maybe they're being able to go uh, a lot further. Yeah. Than, than what than what uh, you know than, than what Portland uh, what Portland does, but you know I still yeah. want to see, I still want to see where James Harden goes. I still want to see, are is Philly going to get rid of Joel Embiid? Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, you're a Knicks guy, right? You like the Knicks? Yeah, I like the Knicks. Think? Yeah. Listen, I mean, it was a lot. It was going to be R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, yeah, a couple of other players, and and some picks. I mean. But, you know, the thing is, I mean, on one hand, for the team trading a superstar, getting a big package back, it, it, it certainly facilitates you reloading. Uh, so it's good for them. It's, but on the other hand, you know, if you're going to get a superstar player, then, you know, as long as you can um, – I don't mind giving up a lot more because, you know, you, you, still, you still can get guys off of waivers. You still, you know, you, you still could yeah. get some of the other talent to, 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 fill, to fill it out. Yeah. You know, so it would be great if the Knicks could, because uh, I mean, I, you know, just I'm really kind of down on Julius Julius uh, Randall. Yeah, you and everybody else. Hey, now, do you think Embiid will work with Thibodeau? Because you know Thibodeau likes to push you pretty hard. Yeah, you know I do. You know I I don't I I like I like Embiid's where uh, I do like his work ethic. Okay. You no, know, I do like his work ethic. I do I do think he he's not not afraid to really put in. You know, a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of hard work. And one thing I do like an intangible that I like is, as, at least as far as I can tell. I mean, at least when you know you deal with the media, he kind of calls it like he sees it. I mean, you know, he he said, "Look, me and J- me, me and James can't do it all." <laughs> and, and, and then even I when love that, his personality, man. Yeah, and then even two years ago when they got eliminated in the second round, you know, uh, he, he even. You know, I mean, his he didn't mind, he didn't mind, you know, with his straightforward comments, even zinging Harden. I mean, he said, look, the James Harden, you guys, uh, you know, are thinking about, you know, from Houston putting 30 and 40 points per game. And that's, that's not, that's not the James Harden. That, I love it when he said that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the James Harden that it is now. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, he has a really <laughs> good basketball IQ. I mean, who with a high basketball IQ, you know, can't, can't respect, can't work with Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, so what are you working on now, man? I, I've got your uh, foundation there. Anything going on with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so first first and foremost, the the compensation bill uh, pushing in uh, Pennsylvania, again, noting that Pennsylvania, one of 12 states that does not compensate uh, exonerees. So if you've been wrongfully imprisoned and, and been there and then you your innocence is proven they don't they don't you would think instinctively you're entitled to some compensation yeah they don't compensate but we've got a bill a bill introduced both in the house and the senate we've been building support for that so uh we're working on that we did pass a bill legislatively 
in, in New York, the, the Challenging Wrongful Convictions Act, which would provide attorneys for, in, for um, uh, defendants that, that can't afford to hire lawyers. You know, they don't give you a lawyer when it comes to like a post-conviction proceeding. Mm -hmm. So the bill would do that and it would require courts to consider uh, evidence, um, even if someone has pled guilty. I mean, the, the way the law is now, someone has pled guilty and then say you got a terrible lawyer. Yeah. You plead guilty because you see which way this thing is going. You know, and so you make a, you know, you take a plea and you, you know, try to secure your future. That way you get significantly less time. And then subsequent to that, you get a good attorney, good investigator, that lawyer finds some evidence of your innocence. You know, you should be able to present that evidence in court and let the court, uh, you know, consider it. But under the current yeah. law, it's not, not allowed. So this bill uh, would allow that. So we're, 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 we passed it legislatively, but we, it's not clear whether or not the governor is, going to sign the law or not. It's been radio uh, silent on that. Uh, I did speak earlier today, you know, Deskovic Foundation I, on, uh, on Instagram and, and also on Facebook. I spoke at a uh, uh, rally earlier today uh, on the topic of uh, parole reform, just recalling that, you know, while I was wrongfully imprisoned, I mean, I went to the parole board and, yeah. you know, they, they, they acknowledged I had an excellent educational record. I had a good disciplinary record. I had some letters of support, including from a prison employee, but I nonetheless was, you know, denied parole, uh, just referenced uh, nature of the crime. And I saw many people there that, you know, had bachelor's degrees, therapeutic programs, vocational trades, you know, good disciplinary. You could tell they weren't the same person that they were, you know, yeah. 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago, and yet they would go to the parole board and, you know, be denied parole. So the bill we're trying to pass, it would require the parole board to cite one additional reason other than, you know, what the nature of the crime was. I mean, that was already known on day one, right, before the yeah. first day was served. And, you know, to deny deserving applicants parole uh, based only on what the crime is, it, it's, that's, that's, the, that's like a complete abandonment of any idea of redemption, yeah. of a second chance, of belief in rehabilitation. It's demotivating. Uh, for, for the prisoner. So we're trying to get that bill passed and, and elder parole, uh, which is a proposition that says if you're 55, and by the way, if you're in prison at 55, then per the Department of Correction standards, you're elderly. Because, okay. of impact, because of the impact that prison has on the body. That's pretty much across the United States, all prisons, yes. state prisons. Yes, it is. Okay. Nice. So, if you're 50, okay. so if you're 55 and you have also served 15 years in prison, uh, then you yeah. should be entitled to a parole board hearing, not not uh -huh. not a guaranteed release, but just just a hearing to just assess what you're in contemplation of you being granted parole uh, ahead of time. You know, um, when I just thinking about just the rationale on that, you know, again, hearkening back to when I was uh, wrongfully incarcerated, yeah. you know, doing the 16 years. I mean, I, you know, I saw there were prisoners that were literally pushed around. I mean, you know, they're, they're in wheelchairs, they're hunched over. They're, 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 they're bed bound. They got, they got dialysis machines yeah. you know, that they're, they're hooked up to, you know, they're obviously no longer a threat to society. The prison simply wasn't it would, the prison, which had terrible medical care in general was particularly inept at mm -hmm. dealing with the advanced geriatric needs. Uh, I saw a lot of people that they were, some of them were in honor block or were working at, uh, they were like role models, you know, and, and yet, you know, they had another, like they were somebody different than they were 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago, but yet they had another five or 10 years left on their sentence, you know, and, and 
what what's the idea i remember thinking you know nothing nothing good is going to come out of this what what is the point of what's the difference going to be other than just that they're older i mean is it is it just revenge at that point or if someone's yeah. elderly is it just revenge so so that's the mob rule that's the mob rule then that's let my- me ask you this that that that's a good thing i've been thinking about this i saw on tv the other day that that cop and, and i'm not defending anything that Derek Chauvin done but it came out the autopsy there was a fentanyl overdose that killed George Floyd. Okay. And this guy got was a second degree murder conviction on that. Do you think something will happen in that case? No, because there's too strong a public sentiment. What's right. By what's yeah. right. By what's right. And, and legally, you know, factually, legally, Something, you know, something should happen. I mean, you know, the, if it's a fentanyl, then look, I'm not, like you said, I'm not saying he should escape cul- culpability. Right, right, but, right. But certainly at a minimum, he should get a new trial in order to present the, the present this, uh, the, the, the fentanyl uh, defense. I mean, that's a strong, that's a strong mitigator. I think that, you know, if it, you know, his, I mean, his actions certainly um, facilitated things, but maybe that's a manslaughter conviction. Yeah. Not, not murder, which would, you know, bring a lesser of a sentence. But, you know, I, I think that there's such a strong public uh, sentiment. I mean, he's really a hated defendant. And yeah. while that really shouldn't matter, the unfortunate reality is, you know, public sentiment often does sway, uh, does sway what goes on in, in, in the court. You know, right. so, I, I, you know, I think certainly efforts should still, you know, be, be made. Uh, right. You said the mob rule. I mean, we don't, mob you rule. know, justice is supposed to be blind, right? Yeah, but sometimes it acts like it's blind, as in it doesn't, it it can't see the right thing to do. <laughs> it can't quite seem to find the right path. <laughs> I mean, look, I was, you know, I was convicted, even though the D, the the DNA didn't match me, and then they wouldn't allow me to. They upheld that, and and also wouldn't allow me to get further testing, you know. And when I finally was given the testing, then yeah. You know, but yeah, pickles no. pickles makes a nice point here. Yeah. Is that, you know, high profile defendants never, never, never get a reasonable uh, break. Right, right, right. And, and then I know that- they're not even really talking about a break, though, either. You know, if you, you know, you, you, given what you mentioned, I mean, look, I mean, certainly the cause of death is is extremely relevant in a in a, yeah. in a murder case. How could it? How could it not be? Uh, how can it not be relevant? But you know, high high, high profile defendants, I mean, often don't get don't get fair trials uh, either. And, you know, I do think that cops getting away yeah. with all this brutality and, and unjustifiable deadly police force getting caught on tape and, and getting away with it. That that's yeah. happened so many yeah, times way, yeah. that, you know, there's, there's the, there's the, there's the instinct, you know, that this has got to be a guilty verdict this time before you even really assess the, the facts and the, and the law in the particular matters. So, you know, I, I think that there was, um, I think that there was a little bit of, there, there was a little bit of that at, at at play. And again, I'm not saying he needs to. He should he should definitely pay a stiff penalty yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, he's been in prison three years. I mean, so you know. Yeah, I know, but but I know, but that's not that's not a lot of time considering he kept his you know for a manslaughter. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, he had his you know his knee on the neck. There's no way you can justify you know doing that. Definitely. But again, if there's fentanyl, if there's fentanyl at play, then there's fentanyl at play. You can't pretend that yeah. it's uh, you can't pretend that it's not. So working on those things, nice article came out in 
the Journal News, which is a daily newspaper in Westchester County, New York, and in Rockland, which is uh, our uh, suburb, suburbs uh, case we're working on, uh, Amir Zeta. Yeah. Uh, just filed post-conviction motion, and we have a lot of new evidence that wasn't known, wasn't considered uh, before, you know, found some witnesses that uh, had been withheld from the defense, and, you know, the the, the cops had uh, lied on the stand in his trial and they, they mm-hmm. claimed that. Uh, so there was, so there was, there was a, a shop owner that had his own legal problems and he claimed that he sold a knife to the defendant. And that's the mm-hmm. only thing tying the knife to the defendant. Oh man. And, he's, and the officers were asked on the stand, well, did you go to the Bronx terminal market to make sure that this knife actually was sold at this store? And the cop claimed no, but it's been dis- we've discovered since then that he did go there and check it out, and he found out that that type of knife was not sold there. Mm. So you know, so there you know, there's that evidence, and you know, there were some other uh, witnesses who uh, were near where this crime was supposed to have happened that that uh, never uh, that 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 uh, never heard anything. So that that's been filed. We're hoping that the uh, Rockland District Attorney will will concede that you know our client deserves another another trial rather than rather rather than fighting us on this one. He ran on a uh, wrongful conviction prevention and correction plank, uh, but you know if he if he's going to oppose despite all this, I mean, look in terms of the knife, not to barrel down into too many of the weeds, yeah. but this this knife, they they uh, they searched him. They they rear cuffed him. They put him in the police car. They they looked in the police the police the back of the police car. They took him out. They found no knife. And two days later, they searched the car again and claimed they found the knife. And they said that he took the knife out of the back of his pants and dropped it there, e- even though his his hands were handcuffed. Oh wow! So it doesn't make any sense. Then when you talk, think about you know where the, the knife origin and the informant, you know, yeah. and then and then you know he had. You know, his story, our client claims, and we, we believe that if he saw the victim injured, he, he went over there to assist. And that's when the, the, the cops came. They're trying yeah. to say he was on top. Of, he, he was on top of her. But, you know, his, 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 there's no blood. There's no there's no there's no blood spatter. There's no mm-hmm. blood spatter. If you, you know, you stab somebody, you're going to get blood spatter. Right. I mean, on a common sense level, but there's there's not. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of good has come out of these. uh horrible cases where police are, you know, over the top and uh, making stuff up, Uh, you know, not just the police cameras. I'm watching videos over the last two years since the George Floyd stuff happened where you'll see one cop get out of control and start assaulting the person just hitting them for no reason. And the other cops pulling that person off. I saw more than one video. They're starting to realize, hey, look, you got to be accountable too, you know? Right. And remember, a higher standard, right? 100% 100% it should be a higher standard. And look, yeah. that's why I think it was a great thing that each and every one of those cops got that, that just stood by and watched Chauvin do what he did. You know, yeah. they all they all got arrested. They all wound up with prison time. And so I think that, you know, what we're talking about now, I think that there is more of that uh, awareness. And and then that's what we need. We need we need accountability. And if you know you're, you're going to be a cop and you're going after the robber, but your fellow officers are breaking the law, they just cross the. You can't stand by and watch or provide cover or deter other people from helping. And you just let somebody just run wild. I mean, that's 
that's supposed to be the opposite of what the badge and the, the badge and the gun and the uniform is supposed to be about. I mean, do we really want to fear the police? Do we really do we want yeah. do want yeah. to we need them? Trust me, I grew up in a bad neighborhood. You need them around and it's 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 a wild thing, man. I watch live patrol on reels and or Dan Abrams, and uh, they, it's kind of like red zone. They go from like one city to another, and and it's kind of educate. It's educational. It shows you how to how to deal with the police, and it it gives you their their point of view. It's a live police. It's like cops up. It's live interaction. Uh, it's really good stuff, though. But they used to have it on A and E. Now it's on Reels TV, which a lot of people don't have. But uh, I think it's pretty educational, man. And appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank, thank, thanks for having me on. It's always fun to come on and and and, and talk sports as opposed yeah. to telling the story. And you know, I mean, I tell the story at plenty of venues, and you know, it's part of the work I do in a policy. But it's nice to yeah. just come on and be relaxed, man. I Relax, feel like we're out and, and we're talking <laughs> some sports. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And listen, we um people uh. Follow us on Instagram, you know, Deskovic Foundation. The same yeah. thing on on Facebook. I have a we have a new social media person that's been doing a lot of uh, videos there, and the rally that I spoke at earlier is, is available there. And look, our crowdfunding site. Uh, sign with this, as you see the verbiage in the uh, upper left hand corner there, in terms yes. of our Patreon account. You know, for that being for people uh, who are willing to be recurring monthly contributors. What if? What if 25,000 people were, were willing to donate three to five dollars a month on a recurring monthly basis? Yeah, yeah, give us close to a million dollars. We could work on getting even more. We work on getting even more uh, innocent people um, out of prison that, that that don't belong there. So, look, thanks for sharing your platform. I had a lot of fun. Of course, man. And uh, hey, if you got an event, if you got a event about any sports stuff, you let me know. Uh, if there's a big trade, you know how to get a hold of me, buddy. Absolutely, I'll do that. It's just a matter of uh, just a matter of time. Something else is gonna I, listen. You know I, I, have, I have a feeling there's one or two more trades gonna go down the NBA. You know, worthy of speaking about. Between so. now and the deadline, I, I would definitely say some. I think it's in late February, or early March, something like that. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't either. So thanks again for having me. Hey, pickles, thanks for all your timely comments. <laughs> all right, Jeffrey, thanks, man. Appreciate it, buddy. All right. Let's see. Um, everybody, I'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, you know, to uh, pick games against the spread on Thursday. We'll be talking about that and everything. Do some previewing and every uh, go over last week. And, of course, Friday, Carlos Mad New Yorker Chavez will be on the program as well. Have a good night, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place here on Sports Scope. <laughs> Thank you.